Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to The Girl in the Swing. And this is episode four, part one. But first of all, I want to thank everyone for listening to my podcast and giving me comments and feedbacks and text messages and and everything. I really, really appreciate you doing that. And I appreciate you taking the time to to listen. Um, I know it's not really been easy to listen to to these episodes. Um, but I, it means a lot to me. And this episode I'm going to talk about tonight is part one, and then there'll be a part two. And it is called The Night Everything Changed, So I Thought. And I'm just letting you know that this does discuss violence as as well in this, this episode. <clears throat> um, I've spent time over and over and over starting and stopping recording and and re-recording things and re-recording things and trying to say this in a way that um I guess doesn't sound I think I'm still separated from the situation that happened even though it happened and it's something that I remember as a um child and but I try to stay um I don't know the right word. I try to stay, um, I try to stay far away from it, if that makes any sense. Uh, it was really never talked about after it happened. And there really wasn't, um, our family was just very good about never discussing anything that happened. And because it was put aside and it was, it was personal things. And then, then it was, it was put, it was put in a box and locked and, you know, no one touched it again or even spoke of it. You know, I tried to talk to my mom about it several times and she would say small things, but she really never, she never really went into depth about this. And I really can't blame her at all. I know she did her best to get through what she had to deal with with my father. And I know she tried to protect us kids the best that she could, for the situation that she was in. And I can't even, I can't imagine as being a parent, um, I can't imagine how hard it was for her to go through what she did and how hard it was for her to see her kids be hit or punched or slapped or you know, verbally talked to in a degrading manner or any of the events that, you know, I've talked about or things that happened with my brother and my sister, it, it, uh, I can't imagine as a mother seeing these things on a regular basis and having to try and protect your kids the best you can. And, um, like I think I've said before, I don't put any blame whatsoever on my mom. Someone asked me that, um, when I was talking to them about, you know, one of the episodes and they're like, do you blame your mom at all about, you know, any of the stuff that happened to you or, you know, to your siblings or anything. And none of us did because we knew that she did the best she could with the circumstances that she was given. And I think the resources that were around in the sixties and the resources that were around that time 
in those times, which things are so different then and than they are now. And not that it makes it any easier for someone that's going through abuse to tell anyone about it or share it with anybody. But then in the 60s, late 60s, it would have been um, close to impossible. So this night was a night that um, I've never forgotten. I kind of wished it was one of those things that I had tucked away in that spot in my brain that I never really had to remember or deal with at all. And I think that there's a reason why I remembered. It's when you see something like this, it's so uh, burnt into your memory that it's it's just something that you you wouldn't you wouldn't forget. Um, so us kids were in bed, and you know we had heard our parents argue before, and it, that wasn't anything that was new, um, but. We heard things were louder, and my dad's voice was very loud, and uh, we heard my mom yelling back, and and I'm sure there was sounds of furniture being, you know, moved or whatever, and and we heard our mom screaming in a way that we had never heard her scream before. And so the three of us um, ran out there to see my dad on top of my mom on the kitchen, in the kitchen. And he had her knee in her back, and she was face down. And there was blood on the floor, there was blood on her face, there was blood on the cabinet. And he was punching her and punching her. And... All I could do was stand there and scream and cry. And my my brother jumped on my dad to try and get him to, you know, stop. And my mom was just looking at us screaming and screaming for help. And I believe it was my brother that ran next door to the neighbors. And I believe they had already called uh, the police. Um... But just the 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 vision of seeing your mom, who you know, she for me she was my she was my safety net, she was you know she was my protector, and the thought that he was going to kill her, or the the fact that he could that he was doing this to her, um. But yet I felt bad and I still feel bad to this day that I didn't, you know, try and jump on my dad or, you know, pull him off of her or something. Um, it was like, I just remember my sister and I being just frozen and just standing there screaming and and standing there and screaming in horror and not not knowing what to do to to help and I was grateful that my brother ran to the neighbors and and I have to be honest I just remember a bunch of people running into my house and and then it just seemed like chaos broke out all of a sudden there was all these adults and 
and um, then the police came and and um, I I just thought that you know maybe my mom was going to die and that you know we wouldn't ever see her again and uh, I don't remember them taking her away to the hospital I remember um, someone took us into our bedroom um, and stayed with us for a while and my dad you know did get arrested and my mom was taken to the hospital and uh, they must have called my my aunt my aunt Marion <clears throat> who we had stayed at her house different times before. I think when there were things going on in my household, you know, that you're as a child, I don't remember, but, um, you know, when things were going on or or whatever it was, um, she would come and pick us up and uh, and we would go stay with my Aunt Marion and my Uncle Bill. And I just remember leaving with her sitting in the car and just, you know, not knowing if I was going to see my see my mom ever again. And, um, you know, if I could ever tell her that, you know, I loved her. And that, uh, you know, I, I remember my, I do remember my sister and I, once we got to my aunt's house and uh, she fed us. And uh, it was, it was the middle of the night and she put us put us to bed and my sister and I shared a room and and I remember talking to my sister and we were worried that if our mom died what you know what would happen and if we would be you know we'd have to go live with our father would they make us go live with him or would they you know um put us somewhere else where you know what we just didn't know what would happen and we just cried and talked about it and um my aunt was my aunt was very thoughtful at times she was kind of a nutty lady but she uh she was she tried her best to keep us uh occupied and keep us not worrying about that and uh i remember playing Chinese checkers with my Uncle Bill, and he was just the nicest. And uh, Matt and Uncle were, um, oh, what do you call it? Uh, they were professional skeet shooters, and they traveled all around the world. Um, skeet shooting or whatever kind of thing, and they had all kinds of awards and you know, they were, my mom's sister was quite a bit older than her. And, and, uh, so they had traveled a lot and had been all over the world. And I think they were, they just did it then mostly for just enjoyment. Um, I think my uncle Bill took my brother golfing and, and he played Chinese checkers with me. And, um, he had this raspy, raspy voice and, He'd always say, it's going to be okay, kid. It's going to be okay, kid. You know, everyone has to go through rough things, but you're going to be okay. And it was just, you know, I think about it now and I think um, how much it was probably hard for them because they did not have children. 
Um, so bringing us three kids into their house um, was a big thing. They lived in this huge house in Los Angeles and you know had all these things that we didn't dare touch. They had a very beautiful home and nice things and and um it was very different than the way we were used to um we were used to living but i'm grateful that she was there helping my mom i'm grateful that she was <clears throat> there for us us three kids and i don't i don't ever remember what happened when we got home I don't remember, you know, I, I don't think, I'm pretty sure we didn't go visit my mom in the hospital. Um, I know we were at our aunt's for for quite a while. Um, and I think it, I think my, I know my father was arrested and at that point, he was not able to see us for a while. But laws back then were very different, and um, they weren't as strict as they are now. And eventually, he was able to see us. But um, we'll go into that on part two. But... I just I just want to say that if any of you have ever gone through anything or if you're going through something now please if you have someone you can reach out to if you have someone that you can talk to if you have some a family member a loved one a mom or a dad or an aunt or an uncle or a therapist or a teacher or best friend, or whatever it is, um, and you're going through something, and somebody does something to you. Make sure you make sure you tell them. Make sure you find someone that will listen to your story. Find somebody that will listen to you, and possibly help you out of your situation. And I know the situation that we were in with my mom. You know, like I said, the resources weren't worth what they are now. And so I, as I stated before, I can't imagine what my mom, um, you know, dealt with on a daily basis. um, As our, as us kids were starting to grow up and, you know, we were in elementary school and, and dealing with the things with my dad and, and uh, wanting to have the best for her kids. But yet, how does she make this situation better? How can she, you know, try? I mean, she, I'm sure she tried so many different, different ways. And like I talked about, I think in the last episode that, you know, I know my way of trying to deal with it was controlling the narrative around me and trying to control the situation and, and, uh, which I continue to do as I, as I grow up, as I grew up and became a teenager and, um, and in school and in, you know, family situations and all of that. It, it, uh, it was something that I did for a long, long time. And I still have 
times when I uh, I do it to this day. Um, I want everybody to know that you're not alone. That there is someone out there that will listen to you. And there is someone out there that can can help you. And to never forget that you, um, that you matter. Um, I remember, you know, when talking to my sister about this, when we were at my aunt's house and we, um, at one point we were sitting there eating, um, I remember Fruit Loops because my aunt bought us she said the colorful cereal that you kids like and kind of giggled funny and it became a funny joke to us kids later. But uh, we didn't normally get Fruit Loops either and we usually had dried milk. So to have regular milk with a sugary cereal wasn't something that we ever got. So we were we were kind of in heaven. But I remember having a conversation with my sister and, um, you know, I looked up to her because she was four years older than me and and uh i know she had dealt with some things with my dad and um i just you know she was she was very calm with things and you know kept saying that things were going to be okay and and just to make sure we you know do what my, our aunt says and and when we get home that we you know that we all try to you know help my mom and um do whatever we could to to just be there for her because she went through everything for us. Um, So I was really grateful for the times when I was younger and my sister, you know, we really, we connected more when we were younger and we drifted apart a lot as we got older. But when I think back to the times when um, I was younger, I was so grateful that she was, that she was there and able to, you know, talk to me about things and, you know, let me know how things were or how things might be or what was going to happen or, you know, stuff like that. Um, And I have to tell you, I know that these things aren't easy to listen to. Um, They're not easy for me to share either. And I... I'm grateful that I've reached a point in my life that I'm able to share some of these stories and that, um, you know, through the counseling and the therapy, you know, that I went, that I've gone through, that it's gotten me to a point where I can um, remember some of these things and bring them, just put them out there. And like I said, I've found peace with a lot of things and I still repeat again I will never forgive my father for some of the things he've done that he did to our family I have to leave that to the big guy up upstairs to deal with and um, for me I've just found found peace with it and uh, as much as it um, hurt me as a child I feel like as I got older out of elementary school into junior high and uh, I eventually learned how to, you know, <laughs> I learned how to deal with these things and to, um, and to grow up 
And sometimes just growing up kind of helps put a space between the things that happened when you were a child. And it puts that that kind of barrier there and where you kind of have, I don't know how, what I'm trying to say. It's, um, I guess, just putting space between it. You know, as you grow up and different situations happen and different, you know, different things happen in your life, they they kind of replace those bad things. Or maybe not replace them. That's probably not the right word, but maybe put them away, so to say. Put them in a spot where you don't have to remember it every day. And you don't have to remember the bad every day. And you don't have to remember um, the hard stuff every day. You can move forward and find joy and find love and and find happiness and find hope and live your dreams and make good decisions and be positive. And I think that's one of the reasons why I have tried to be so positive most of my life because it it's helped me deal with these things. And I also used a little bit of sense of humor with with that as my mom said as I got older I had a smart mouth and it was going to get me in trouble one day and it did get me in trouble many times in my life um I probably spoke out of turn or gave my opinion when it really wasn't wanted (laughs) but um you have to learn those lessons but it also helped me in many different times so I'm grateful for that Again, if you're experiencing anything, I want you to remember that there is someone out there that will listen to you, and there is hope at the end of a hard journey. There's laughter, there's joy, there's happiness, there's incredible great moments. I've had some wonderful moments in my life. I've had some really good times. I've had some really bad times. But let me tell you, the good good memories that I have and the blessings that have been part of my life and the people that have walked through my life and touched my soul and they've left their footprints on my, my heart, that I can never replace. And the friends and the family and, and all of that stuff, um, it those are the irreplaceable things. So I just want to say that please don't ever give hope. Please stay strong. Um, please stay... Stay moving forward. Stay strong and... Take one step forward, and then another step, and another step, and another step. And you'll find yourself moving past all of the hard times, the abuse, the difficult times. And it's like, you know, you're, you're walking out of that cloud. And, you know, the clouds are breaking, and the sun's starting to shine through, and you feel that warmth on your face. It's that kind of feeling because it will happen one day. So I just want to say that I am grateful again for everyone that listens. I'm grateful again for your time. 
I'm grateful for your compassion. I'm grateful for each and every one of you that touch my life in one way or another. I hope all of you have an incredible rest of your week. I'm grateful for all of you. I love all of you, and I hope that you know that. I hope that you never, ever forget that. Okay? Have a great week, and I'll talk to you later. Bye.